tell them here and let them be Well, I got something deep inside of me I can't hide it anymore It needs to be so free There's no Welcome to the show. Uh, my guest in the Valley of the Wolves this episode is a comedy writer and performer. Her credits include Zach and Mia, and she was also a part of the writing production of uh, One Mississippi on Amazon. She also performs on stage all over Los Angeles, and I've seen her perform before, which is cool. Uh, people around the world, let's welcome Jeannie Bergen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I like to, occasionally I do this on an episode, I try to tell somebody something they don't know about, like, my relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, you and I know each other from film school, yeah. uh, specifically just one class on improv, mm -hmm. uh, where you were, uh, I thought really funny. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess something, I think, like, I casually say, like, oh, you're funny, but, you know, but yeah, something you probably don't know, or I never really said to you for any reason is that um, there's there's like some people I think in everyone's lives where like that person is just funny, mm -hmm. like no matter what, like, I don't know. And like, you're like one of those people. Oh, thank you. When I like see your social media or like things you write about, um, I don't know. Thank you. It's just, That's yeah. So nice. it, yeah. It's just like, it gets me. I don't know. Like, yeah. like, it's like, I feel like I get, like, I imagine you either in the experience or saying those things, and then it's like, mm -hmm. entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I remember actually being really surprised by you because you were kind of quiet in class. Yes. And then when you would get up, and I was like, oh my god, everything out of his mouth is so funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. just saying that, but it, I really mean it. I remember that. Yeah, that's. It's kind of my style. Yeah. Like not on purpose. It's yeah, just like yeah. Right. How I am. Uh, but I did want to ask uh, a question. Okay. Uh, relates to dating yeah. you talk about dating experiences you have mm -hmm. all the time yeah and they're really funny and sometimes they're like painfully funny <laughs> they're sad <laughs> well no, they're, they're just like it, it's more like not because of you but like right oh that person didn't treat you that great or yeah. yeah um but I guess like my question is because you know you mind sometimes you mind those stories yeah. for your writing and uh -huh. your art and stuff and they're very funny what happens when you date someone and they're aware that they might have some of their experiences with you like put out in writing or in mm -hmm. your social posts or like mm -hmm. have, have you had that be like a thing that's you've had to like deal with um I went on one date with someone who had read my blog and I had started a blog about when I first was online dating maybe seven years ago so I've been doing this for a very long time um and he had read the blog and he knew everything and because I'm I like to get really personal and just tell the truth yeah it was as though he already knew me and I didn't know him and so he was like oh yeah this and that and I'm like okay great but like who are you and even though I'm writing about this, like, it doesn't mean you know, like, he doesn't know me on a personal level. Like, yeah. you still need to, like, have that exchange of questions. Um, 
But I think for me, like in terms of, I've re- this is something I've realized lately, is that I really only talk, like I tell the like negative stories about dating. Like, can you believe this guy? Like he was such a jerk or whatever. And I realized that that's become so much of my narrative that that's like my defense mechanism, like in a way Mm, that I'm like, oh, let's make this a joke because like that date went really badly. So now this is going to be like a funny story I tell. And like, I think a lot of writers go into, oh, well, if this goes badly, at least I get a story out of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like. I think finding love and putting yourself out there to find love or a relationship is the most vulnerable experience you can put yourself through. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, other people are <laughs> part of it too. And so I think I've become, and that's actually why I stopped blogging so frequently about online dating because it's, I just, I realized how tender it can be. So it's something I love to talk about and like yeah. make fun of, but at the same time, it's like, oh no, this is real. So it's like, a tr- it's a tricky balance. Of, yeah of being honest and, um, but also just not, but also sometimes situations are so ridiculous that it's like, okay, I have to share this Yeah, story. no, it, I was, I could imagine like it being a double-edged sword right. because for me, like the fan, I'm like, like, yeah, or smiley face or mm-hmm. like, you know, and I find it entertaining, but then right. it's like, then you, if I sit back, I'm like, wait, that actually happened to her. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like in the moment. It was fun. It was fun. Very fun. Yeah. yeah. Or like, a right. good time. Yeah. Uh, but right. yeah, I guess that's kind of a plight of a lot of uh, artists or yeah. writers who draw from their, right. you know, I guess personal hardships or trauma or, yeah. you know, I think dating, yeah, we it gets treated lightly, but, yeah. you know, there's some serious elements to it when, Definitely. you know, things don't go well or right. people are struggling to find somebody or yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Or even when people are together. Yeah. All that. Yeah, and I mean, I'm genuinely looking for love, so it's 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 hard because it's like that include you know everyone has things they've been through and past traumas and baggage. Yeah, you know, even though I don't love that word, but it's like everyone has been through stuff. <laughs> so to go on a date and to like get dressed up and like go to a bar, it's like it's such a hopeful. I don't know. I get really hopeful, but my friend's like, you have to, she's a dating coach and she's like, you need to lower your expectations. <laughs> I'm like, but I want to like I want to meet someone. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) well, I, so I, I, I know the general topic you're going to talk about. Uh, you kind of briefed me right before we, right right before we started recording. So I know it's not about dating, (laughs) but, uh, it's the transition is going to be a little bit. Well, actually one of them started after a date. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. We can, yeah, we can can do like the smooth transition. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, let's hear uh, your uh, best story you've never told anybody. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny because it's not like the best. It's not like, oh, this warm story. But it's it's something that I feel, again, is very human and real. And okay, I'll just tell you. So I went, uh, the first story is I went to um, a bar in Koreatown on a date. It was a first date. And um, the date went really well, actually. I probably drank too much. I probably had like three drinks. Um, which is a lot for me at this this point in my life. Um, And he was drinking. The cocktails are also really good at this bar. Um, I was getting an old-fashioned, but it's like hinted with coconut. (laughs) Anyway, it's really like, do you uh, like old-fashioned? I do like old-fashioned, yeah. It's the Normandy Club. I don't know if you've been there in Koreatown, but it's amazing. Koreatown, Los Angeles? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I haven't, but if they're listening, sponsors. Yes, free drinks for us. (laughs) Please, yeah. We Um, we go there all the time. Yeah. There you go. Um, and so it was a really, it was a good date. I, um, 
you know, he walked me outside and I called a lift. And as I, so I get into my lift car, we hugged or, or whatever. Um, and I get into my lift car and as we're pulling away, I see a woman lying in the street and she's not moving. And there were all these men around her, like on their cell phones. Like there was one guy, he looked like he was, he, you know, hopefully he was calling the cops or whatever. And, um, but that image just stood out to me so much that it was like a bunch of men and a woman lying in the street. And so I said to my Lyft driver, I have to get out of the car. Can you wait for me? Hmm. And he was like, um, I'll wait for a couple of minutes. And I'm like, you asked, like, there's a, sorry, can I swear? Yeah, swear. <laughs> like, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. There's, but, you know, yeah, he, I don't think he, he was like, where, what are you doing? Cause like, who's going to get out of the car and like go involve themselves in this situation. Mm-hmm. But my friend Laura is always telling me, she's like, Jeannie, I know anytime I hang out with you, like something is going to happen. Right. Um, so I tend to involve myself in situations that I think it's a good thing, depending. It's probably going to get me killed one day, but we'll see. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I see this woman lying in the street. I'm like, can you wait for me? And he's like, I'll wait for a couple minutes. And I was like, okay. And so I took my purse with me because he, he could have driven away without it or with it. Right. And so... I go up to the woman and I was like, what, you know, I was like, what happened? And it, there was a car off to the side. So she had been hit by a car and luckily the car had stopped. It wasn't a hit and run. Oh, okay. Was, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the car had stopped. The front entire windshield was like shattered glass. Her head was, ble- her head was bleeding. Her leg was like, this is, it sounds, sorry, this is like morbid to begin with this. And I, I laugh, but I, it's because I get uncomfortable in these times. Yeah, no, no, no. no I'm, I'm, I'm like right here. I'm like, yeah. whoa, wait, what happened? Okay. So her leg is like twisted behind her. She's unconscious. There's oh. a man, um, this kind of like standing off to the side, the security guards off to the side. And I had been talking to the security guard when I like went in, I was like telling the security guard, I'm going on a date tonight. Ha ha ha. Like making conversation with the okay. security guard. So I had yeah. already had this connection yeah, with yeah. this guy. And, um, she's unconscious. The guys are calling the calling 911 and I can sort of hear sirens in the background. And then she starts coming too. And she's not speaking English. She's not speaking English. Okay. And so a guy comes over and he was like, he he's kneeling down and he he was like oh she's speak she's speaking korean so he starts talking to her and i was like i held her i just immediately held her hand and that was kind of like my whole goal going into that was like something horrible has happened i can't help this woman but if it were me and i were lying on the street in the middle of koreatown like all i would want is someone to like hold my hand yeah, and like yeah. make sure i'm okay yeah and to just not be alone in that moment and so I was like, I'm very like woo-woo and like I've listened to a lot of Oprah and Brene Brown and I was like, can you just tell her that she's not alone? And he just looked at me and he's like, what the, like, just gives me this look, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, just tell her she's not alone. And he's, uh, you know, who knows what he said because I don't speak Korean. Sure. But he like spoke to her and she's like trying to get up and we're like trying to hold her, hold her not down. We weren't like forcefully holding her holding her down. Um, but the ambulance eventually gets there and, um, I was like totally calm in that entire exchange. Like I was like, just tell her she's not alone. I was holding her hand. Like I was saying like, shh, shh, it's okay. Like, what do you do in that situation? Mm -hmm. You know, like, and so the, after that I like walked away, the paramedics are helping her and I just started like sobbing. 
And then a oh, part that I forgot is that my date had come. There was another, so it turned it out. Turned it turned it out. It turned out, <laughs> it turned out to be my date, who had seen me crouching down next to this woman, and he got out of his car. His car, but like I wasn't really paying attention. So he to like who was around other than this woman, and he was with me. And then I walked over to the wall and I just started sobbing. And he, this guy came over, again, my date, and just, he, like, hugged me, and he was like, it's okay, and I, like, truly didn't know who he was in that moment. Um, anyway, and then I was, like, asking the ambulance, they came over to ask me if I had seen it happen, and I said, you know, no, but what's going on with her? Is she okay? And they said that she definitely had a head injury, and then also had broken her leg. Mm. Um, and so, they put her in the ambulance, and off she went, and then the my lift driver it turned out that he waited the entire time which was really great um uh he didn't drive away and leave me there and so i got into my lift and i got home and i didn't realize it but my like my i was wearing a yellow sweater and it was cut in a black jacket and i was covered in blood i had like blood on my forehead mm. from this woman but i you know and so i like put my clothes into a trash bag and i honestly this is probably gonna sound really gross and I had my purse with me too, but I didn't wash it for like a couple of days because it was so like having someone else's blood on you was like, yeah, I just didn't know what to do. And also it was like, this is going to sound really obnoxious, but my purse was like, had blood on it too. And I had just gotten that purse and I was like, this purse is really cute, but I like didn't want to, it was just a very, and I still have it, but I haven't used it because it just felt like very, I don't know. They weren't just like clothing objects or like a jacket anymore it was like oh mm -hmm. this is something that like had right. this blood of a stranger on it right right um so yeah and the my date I, we ended up going out again and he was like yeah I saw it happen too but like I didn't know what to do and then I saw you and then I like got out of my car and he was like and I was hugging you because and then he's like I didn't want you to think I was like being creepy and like trying to like make a move on you when you were like crying <laughs> and upset and I was like I don't think my mind would go there but it you know like yeah. I said I walked out of the bar and like I had like a little buzz and then like as soon as like that whole thing happened it was like I was completely sober again and it was just like the most bizarre situation but thankfully like the driver had stopped and like they didn't drive away but then I was looking up because I went online the next day to look up and see you know, when it happened to oh, her, yeah. if she had passed away or something. And, yeah. you know, I doubt that she did because the paramedic said she, you know, had injury in her leg. Um, but Koreatown, apparently there's hit and runs all of the time. There was like three hit and runs within the past week in Koreatown that I found on the news. And it was just like, mm. what is going on? Anyway, so that's one <laughs> part oh, of my story. Part one, I like, part okay. Part one. Yeah. It might be long enough to be just one <laughs> okay we'll see do you have, is there now a part two a part two separate incident okay we're gonna go into part two okay all right okay part two is i was recently walking my friend's dog so i'm a writer and like i haven't been staffed for two years i sold a show but it's like in development and it's just a very slow process so i'm like nannying and babysitting and dog walking and doing all of these things so i was dog walking for my friend and I was going to I was going to go walk her dog and then go to a happy hour with my friends afterwards. And I see this little old woman, she's in her late 80s, it turned out, in a wheelchair. Okay. And you know how sidewalks in LA they're like, you know, they can be like a 90 degree angle, like they're just like totally busted from yeah. like the roots of yes. trees and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So yes. she's um, pushing herself in her wheelchair and she's stuck like on an incline. And I see it and I'm like, 
that's something is off about that. Like she looked too tiny and too frail and it just looked weird. But I, like a true asshole, just kept driving. <laughs> and I went and I walked the dog. I went around the block with the dog. And then as I was coming back up the block, she had made her way a little bit further. And I see this older woman stopping in her car. And she was like, do you see that woman over there? And I was like, yeah, I saw her earlier. And she was like, something isn't right. I'm going to go talk to her. And I was like, I'll go with you. So we go up to her. And she, her, um, she didn't, her English was a little broken. And she was saying she was she was saying her she was going to her daughter's house okay and we were like where does your daughter live and she was just like pointing down the street and couldn't really communicate exactly where Hmm. she was going Hmm. so and couldn't tell us her name or anything like that and the woman realized that she was speaking korean and she's like do you know anyone who speaks korean and i was like i feel like this might be i hopefully it's not like racist or anything but the only korean people i know are at my nail salon and so I called my nail. This is so I called my nail salon. This well, is so bizarre. The, I mean, I'll give is you a pass. Racist? Is it? I'll give you a pass. I was trying to help her. Yeah, I'll give. I'll give. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> okay. uh, I, my wife's Korean. Yes. So you know a Korean now. Yes, great. She does not work at a nail salon. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm not saying all yeah. Koreans. I'm just saying the the only, only ones you know. I'm saying now you can add to. <laughs> add to. I'm saying you can Korean, add to your, your Yeah, I said okay. you can add to your roster. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so, so if you get a call with me in the random, in the middle of the day, you like, this is why. Okay. So I call the nail salon. I was like, hi, this is Jeannie. I'm in there all the time. Um, I just have a favor to ask. Can you translate for me? I'm, I found this older woman on the street Yeah. and I need help figuring out where she needs to go. And she's like, no, I'm very busy right now. <laughs> she like hangs up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fair, that's fair. Like, I'm just like assuming. Um, and so what ended up happening is I called 911 and I told they, the 911 operator didn't speak Korean. And so they, it was actually really awesome. They put, they called a translator service and they put someone on the line who then spoke to the woman and they couldn't get any like real information out of her. And Mm. it was clear that she wasn't lucid. And so they send to, they send the cops come out and this then they're like okay we're good and then they didn't speak korean either and right. so it was like okay we're sending people that can't no one can talk to this woman we need to find out like where she mm-hmm. where she belongs and so they send a um a younger officer out and he was like the hottest person i've ever seen like okay. this young hot korean guy i was like is this a number? like i'm like hi, this is like this weird situation and then i was like is he do you, do, is he single like is he wearing a wedding <laughs> ring like this is what's going like as a i feel like i do this all the time i'm like what's gonna be my meet cute because i feel like it's gonna be like the most bizarre story of how i right. meet the person that i eventually do end up with uh, for non-writers meet cute is yes. when two characters meet in like a rom-com or something like the, the two love interests right there and it's go. always like a very adore obviously meet cute it's like an adorable moment where it's just like yeah but back to the story yes. back to the story so he eventually he's talking to her it's very clear she's not lucid and she um so no one knows where she belongs and the older woman at one point, just the older woman who had initially stopped with me, she just gets in her car. She's like, okay, the cops are here. I'm done. And I like, didn't want to leave. I was like, I need to figure out where this woman is from. Um, and, and also just as context, my sister has, is intellectually disabled and she often uses a wheelchair. And so especially when I see someone in a wheelchair, I'm like, I need to help them, which you know, in this case I did, but that's not always true. Um, so 
they couldn't figure out who she who she is. Two people are walking down the street, and they, the same thing they said the same thing that I did is that they had seen her earlier. They thought it was an odd situation, and they walked to the nearest facility to see if any if she was missing hmm. from that facility and no one answered the door and the guy was pissed he was like it was dirty and no one's answering he's like they're supposed to be watching out for these people and then he like shake he's like what a shame and then shakes his head and like walks away yeah and so on her slippers there was like a marker like it, it her name kind of like faded and i was looking at her chair and i noticed like a sticker residue and I was like, oh, well, maybe there's a sticker underneath or, like, maybe there's some identifying thing on her wheelchair because my sister has that on her wheelchair. Okay. And so I, like, get down and I'm looking under her chair and there's a sticker on the bottom of her seat that says the name of the facility where she oh. had gone missing from. Oh. Um, and so they called the, the police called the facility. It was like my moment of, I felt like I was like said, I was like, here I am with like this group of five cops and I'm like the one who like figures it out. Yeah. But also like, I felt like I was there in that moment, like because of my personal experience with my sister, like I was looking at for a detail that maybe like the police wouldn't have seen. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they called the facility. It turns out she was about a mile and a half and she was a very frail woman. Like, I would say, like, she weighed probably definitely under 100 pounds. Um, had been, they said that she'd been missing for 40 minutes. And um, the call had gone into, apparently the police that responded, they were from, like, the Wilshire station. But it was actually the area, the facility was from the, the station that the faci- her facility was in. Hmm. And I'm like, do police stations not talk to each other? Like, there's not, like, a broadcast that's, like, missing 80-year-old woman, like, yeah. you know, within a 10-mile rate. Not that she could go 10 miles, but, like... I mean, I think the answer is yes. There should be. and they're, They don't. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so, anyway, they're like, oh, they're going to send a manager over to pick her up. And I was like, well, that's it? Like, are you going to go to the facility and find out why she's missing in the first place? Like, she's clearly... Like, she could have been assaulted. She could have fallen out of her wheelchair and hurt herself. Um, A number of things could have happened. And that, you know, they were like, well, we'll talk to them about it. And anyway, later that night, I couldn't stop thinking about this woman. Mm -hmm. And so I did the drive from the facility to the location where I found her. Yeah. And there's no possible way that she had only been missing for 40 minutes. Like, there just wasn't. It was, she was moving so slow, unless someone pushed her along the way. Like, she had to have been missing for much longer than that. Right. Um, so, that's, I, and then that was it. She was returned to the facility, and also, when I drove by the facility, like, it just, it didn't look nice. Like, the lights were, really, whatever. I mean, yeah. and then I read about it, and people were like, this place is horrific. Like, I read about it on Yelp. There was a few reviews from people. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a sad story, but I don't know. I just feel like there's these moments like where, I don't know, have you ever had an experience where you see something and you're like, should I stop? Should I not stop? Like, what do I do? Like so many people are like, why did you don't have to stop in that situation? Just like keep going. But at the same time, it's like, we're all just people. And like, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, no, I mean, you know, you've, there's been like those studies that, uh, in a situation, most people, kind of freeze and don't do anything right. thinking someone else does and then right. no one ends up doing anything yeah i mean i think you're probably one person that is breaking that cycle a bit right because you've been active yeah uh yeah i've i've definitely seen things and i didn't 
I wasn't like the one to step in and do something. Right. Um, I mean, I, there's yeah. moments too where I'm like, yeah. I'm not getting involved in that like knife fight over in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, you got to use your own discretion, right? right. You have to be careful for yourself too. Yeah. Uh, I think there's been the good Samaritan moments I've had. I think it's because I wasn't the first one that jumped in mm-hmm. on something like, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, you know, uh, the only one I can think of, which I'm pretty sure I'm not making up was like, uh, someone needed to push their car mm-hmm. to like a, uh, a mechanic Yeah, and he couldn't do it by himself. So then like three people are like, and I was like maybe one of the people right like that was just like walking around like all right we you know let's all push the guy's car to the yeah so i've done little things like that yeah but Um, i'm that like i'm sure made that person's day it's like you you know otherwise what are you supposed to do in that situation you're like stuck or you have to wait for a tow truck and then what if you can't afford it and you're just like yeah um yeah i can share and this is kind of morbid yeah i guess i'll share it yeah um it it's unfortunately fatal um but I, I was at work a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I was going to IHOP okay. for lunch, uh-huh. right? And I had a job that was like, I was, it was about time to move on. Yeah. That, that phase right. of my career. I was like, it's time to move on to this job. So like right. going to IHOP, I was like excited. Mm-hmm. It's like my lunch break. Yeah. So I go to, I walk to IHOP and then, yeah, we, we see like a lifeless older woman's body in the street. Like in the road or on the, in the sidewalk? In the middle of the road. And then off to the side, I see a humongous uh, Ralph supermarket truck. Yeah. And so people like it, everyone was like, everyone that saw, I didn't see what happened. I saw the aftermath Mm -hmm. and like somebody finally got a bed sheet somewhere and like draped it over this poor person. How long do you think she'd been there? I don't know. I mean, police, you know, came ambulance, mm-hmm. but at that point, you know, it was like too... it was very clear she had passed oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So people were just mortified, or it was like shell shocked, or mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And then finally, someone, I guess, you know, out of respect, yeah. found some kind of bed sheet or something that they had. Yeah. Um, maybe from an office building nearby, or right. And this car. was all before the police arrived. Yeah, because there was, like, a time lag. Yeah. 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 And also, like, I don't know who called. Right. I don't know when. Eventually, someone did. Right. Um, uh, fortunately, the person driving the Ralph's truck stopped. Stayed, yeah. He didn't, like, run. But right. also, he, oh, he can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can't run away with a humongous Ralph's truck full <laughs> right. of groceries. They're going to find him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not to be funny, but, like, uh, right. He's, like, he's stuck. Yeah. And then you're thinking, like, you know. I don't really know what happened. I don't know if it was like intentional, mm-hmm. accidental, because you're like, this is a humongous truck. Right. We could have not seen the woman. We don't know what happened. Right. I don't know. Like you're like, I was making up all these stories in my head of like, totally. what if it's just some poor guy who didn't know, right. didn't see? Yeah. What, what if that person ran into the street? Right. Or what if he was a negligent driver? And yeah. Like, you know, like, right. so there's all these scenarios and then you didn't do anything. Right. Like, well, that's the interesting yeah. thing, too, is, like, with this woman, like, I think she had, she might have been jaywalking. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, it doesn't really matter who's to blame. Like... The career town... The woman one. who is, yeah, the woman the who accident. was hit. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it's, like, it doesn't really matter, but I feel like we're so quick to be, like, who, what happened? Like, who's at right. fault here? Especially when it, you know, who's to blame? Like, can this person go to jail? Like, you know... At the end of the day, it's just like, oh, no, that's a human person who was just crossing the street and they lost their life today. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think 
uh, are those the stories? Yeah, you're like, no, 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 I didn't mean <laughs> that. Are those the happy that. stories you're telling me? No, I didn't mean that at all. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. just going to say, like, uh, as part of the sort of the post discussion. Yeah. Was, um, you know, it's, I think it's, I think it was good that I kind of mentioned how funny I think you are. Yeah, thank you. Because to some degree, you know, sometimes you put people in a box. Yeah. For whatever reason, not right. like good or bad, and then right. they stay in that box, right? So then yeah. I, I think of you, and I'm like, oh, Jeannie's so funny, and yeah. everything she writes is makes me laugh. And oh, congrats on selling your show. Oh, thank you. I like thank it's, you very it's, much. it slipped my mind, uh, but I remember now once you mentioned it. Thank you. You, you should get. You should. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you gave yourself a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just been like uh, you know, it's the only thing I really care about. Like I just want to tell stories that I feel like can yeah. have the impact and change the world, and especially when it comes to disability and caregiving. So. Yeah. Um, for that, that sounds like that's awesome. Um, Thank you. But but yeah, leading into that, I was going to say like I think these stories are interesting because, at least for me, they put you in a different context. Yeah. And like. Oh yeah, Jeannie's like a person, mm-hmm. not just like a joke machine. Right. Uh, and then you know, I think, at least in my opinion, you probably are in the minority as far as helping um, random people. Yeah. But I mean, I but I think that story is good, like because there was other people there. Yes. You know, and right. you and you joined in. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like I don't like to talk like. I was talking to my therapist about this. I was like, you know, I wanted, because I think I posted about the the older woman who I found in the street and like people are responding, oh, you're a good person. And that makes me so uncomfortable. Like that's truly why I'm not telling, that's truly, I'm not telling the story for that reason. It's just like, this is something that happened. Like you, you've, yeah. you know, you be going to IHOP and seeing a woman in the street. You'll probably never, you're never going to forget that moment. No. Like you're going to hang on to that. Like, for sure. I mean, you just don't forget it. And so to just like put it away and like this, like to be, to, you know, when the woman was hit by a car and to go home and be covered in someone's blood, it's like, shit, man. <laughs> like it's a lot, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I think that we forget like how connect like we're so disconnected right now sure that like yeah. it i we forget like how precious life is and that it is possible to help people like it doesn't even have to be like oh you know people getting hit by cars but like like i said to give someone like a homeless person a bottle of water like yeah maybe you're not changing their life but like you're giving them a, a sip of water when it's hot outside and they you know can't they don't have money you know yeah yeah i think uh you know no there's something to kind of getting out of your comfort zone yeah you know and and in these cases you know i mean i think it sounds like you know you're on a date yeah at least the koreatown thing this thing happened you're like hmm okay i'm I'm gonna go right right like you had to like put yourself yeah out there yeah and it was not like a comfortable right thing and then yeah then you end up with some type of experience you can't like forget Mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean like you're right that it kind of I think, yeah, I can, I can see the kind of, like, connectivity mm-hmm. of it all. Like, right. I think these stories kind of bring that out. Yeah. Where, you know, you you were trying to do something you felt you had to do. Yeah. And then you find yourself sort of connecting with a fellow group of, yeah, like, neighbors, mm-hmm. right? Or, or community members, not people you necessarily even knew. Right, and then right. Everyone's just trying to, like figure out a situation Mm -hmm. and yeah I think that there's something to that where yeah there's a sort of a media or other perception that like that doesn't exist anymore yeah like 
for political and other yeah reasons right. um and yeah i guess uh it's not quite like the case i guess yeah you know? well i just think about like what i would want if so, if i'm laying in the street i've just been hit by a car if i'm if I'm have Alzheimer's and I've forgotten who I am and where I'm going, like I would want someone to help me and I would want someone to do that for the people that I care about. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, can I tell another quick story? Yeah. Tiny. Sure. So the other day yeah. I was in the grocery store and there's maybe like a, uh, she's like five feet. She's shorter than I am. I'm five, five and a half just for visuals in case anyone wants to imagine how tall we are. So there's this tiny woman at the grocery store Okay. and there's a large man looming over her yelling and she's clearly the manager. She has a receipt. There's some sort of altercation and their disagreement happening between the two of them. Everyone is staring at this because the man is screaming at her, but he's like in her face And everyone's looking and no one's doing anything. And I get pissed because I'm like, look at all these men standing around, not interjecting because I'm like, why aren't men doing anything? And so I, what I was like, I'm leaving the, so I left that aisle and walked over to her and I stood in between him and her and I touched her shoulder and I said, I just want to make, are you okay? I just want to make sure you're okay. Like not even addressing the man because like he wasn't being rational. And she was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. But he had like cornered her and was again, taller than her. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And so she said she was okay. They continued arguing. And then she went behind like the, the place for the, where the managers are, like that middle console where you can buy like lottery tickets and stuff. So she goes behind there. He wanders off. And then she came over to me and she was like, thank you. And I was like, well, you're so, I was like, I'm sorry, but you're a tiny woman and he's screaming at you. And, and she was like, he just didn't understand. And, you know, she handled it, but the amount of people, like it was a crowded night at the grocery store and the amount of people that just stood by staring and I especially men, I'm like, you, you can take that guy if you need to. I can't take that right. guy if he comes after me, you know? Yeah. Maybe well, that's, too, I'm genderizing the whole situation, but I mean, physically well, men are bigger than women sometimes. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, there's a, I mean, yeah, there's like a fear element, whether that's like yeah. constructed or real or fake. But, you know, right. it's like no one wants to step in yeah. until one person does. Right. And then it's like, okay, that person went first. Yeah. So then maybe I'll do it now. Right. But yeah, it, it takes like those people to kind of be like the, the first responder, so to speak. Right. Um, right. But so then like, I was late to an event. I was like, God, I texted my friends. I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be late. Like I, I had to intervene in an altercation in the grocery store. They're like, of course you did. See you soon. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, so I do feel like my boundaries are a little... But at the same time, it's like, I can't just stand by and be like, what am I going to do? Look at my phone and like check Facebook when a man is screaming at a woman in front of me? Like, no, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yep. Um, so, (laughs) (laughs) well, okay. Let me, uh, let me just wrap up and ask, uh, you know, you've told two main stories and like a, like a third kind of like a bonus. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you can, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but just to have like a nice like yeah. conclusion, because sure. we're writers. Uh, how do you feel, kind of sharing these stories that you haven't really been public about? You know, like you've kind of kept to yourself, basically. Um, I mean, again, I feel a little uncomfortable because it's like I, you know, of course you feel good when you help someone. Like it's just you feel good about that. But like, so I, I feel uncomfortable because I don't want people to be like, oh, Jeannie's just saying this because she wants people to think she's good. But I also, I do want to be a good person. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're good. Does that help? Yeah, that's okay. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So 
Well, I mean, thanks for sharing. You yes, know, like, thank you for having you know, me. It's always nice to have guests like yourself uh, kind of surprise me and tell something where I quite didn't quite think it, it yeah. you know, like I didn't expect right. that. I mean, obviously you're still funny, so there's yeah. like, like your humor kind Thank of sh- shine through, but, uh, you know, told some more like, you know, more deeper kind of stories about human connection, which mm-hmm. was great. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're a Korean American police officer in Los Angeles patrolling the streets, Yes. Don't forget that Jeannie saw you uh, <laughs> not too long ago. Yes. And uh, hit her up on uh, her socials. Yep, please do. He was oh. very hot. <laughs> okay. Well, on, on that note, uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, bye. Hey, if you'd like to know when our next new episode comes in, it's easy. You can subscribe for Best Noy I Never Told. That's right, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher.